Outdoor adventures won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Yeah, and it's easy to use, too. You just simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and fishermen rely on Seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should all season long. So pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit MarketHouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on FishingBooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You're off in God's country with Reed and Dan Isbell, also known as the Brothers Hunt, where we take a weekly drive to the intersection of country music and the outdoors. Two things that go together like a crow and a mockingbird. Or cows and green pastures. Produced by Meat Eater and iHeart Podcast. So hop on up and ride shotgun with us as we take the back roads with some of the biggest stars and creators of the songs you know and love. On today's episode, we're going to sit down with uh, our buddy, Michael Hard Rock Hardy. Hard Rock Hardy. And the conversation went so long and was and was so much fun and, and, and so good that uh, we ended up cutting into our, we all had co-writes and had to be there. Um, by 11. By so. 11. And we kind of went to like 11, 11, 15. So we're in different clothes. We're, we're re- recording this intro um, a day later. But man, what a what an interesting cat he is, man. You're getting an insight into his his life, but it's and also an insight for me too. Like I know sure. these people. I mean, we know you. We know these people, and then we're learning more and more about them um, every time we have an episode. You know, yeah, you're gonna want to listen to this one, man. We got some. There's some cool stories in there. There's some, some funny, some spooky stories Ooh. in there. The spooky, but we hope you enjoy it. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Camel wrap looks good. Thank you, man. Yeah, what it's hearty flage, dude. What? Let's, let's get into it, dude. Let's, get, let's get into this it. Are we, are we recording? Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. No, we're we're in it. We're already in it. We just a new term has just been dealt to us that I've never. Looking, hang on, quit talking. Over I was looking me. at the. Pattern. This is something we got to work on. No, I'm just saying. I was looking at the pattern when I came in. Yeah, I, I don't know like, what, what, what it is. Was. Is that is that mossy oak? Is that real tree? Was it? And I couldn't see, but now you're telling me it's hardy. We've hardy got a truck. Farm. We've got a an F one fifty in the in the parking lot. Yeah, with a custom up, with a custom camo. <laughs> it looks good. It's dude. awesome. I love it. Yeah, it looks good. He's also got uh, what are those? What are the moms? You got I two moms, moms, and, and right I, ca- I, ca- I, ca- I, ca- I was like, I, I saw those moms in the back of the truck, and I was like, what's up, brother? He's like, what's up, dude? I was like, 
I was like, you just cleaning up your Thanksgiving decorations. No, you literally said front porch, and that's exactly (laughs) where they came from. I got a, I got a black garbage bag full of pumpkins. back there. You nailed it. I just did. My mind was blown. I just did it too. I just did it too. too. Like last week, and put up the lights. We need more lights, dude. You know what is a pain in the ass is moving pumpkins. Because there's no structure oh. to pumpkins, dude. And we and we, if they've been rained I don't on, have a, for some reason, I don't have a wheelbarrow at my house. And you seem like Callie went nuts on the pumpkins. Yeah, you seem like a guy that have a wheelbarrow. I did at my old house, and I guess I left uh, it there. Dude, I'm living up in a neighborhood now. I man. know you are, dude. I, I got a dude t- cutting my own grass. I try uh, to tell you, man. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I try to there. tell you. See, my, you know how hard my getting rid of this is so red, dude. Like I can't, you can't help but tell how red this is, dude. So all I did was take the pumpkins, literally pick them up, and bowl them. And they bowled off the off the driveway, out, across my driveway, into the pasture, and rolled over. And the donkey's eating them. That, I was going to say the Heck squirrels yeah, or the rats. And so I did the same thing with the corn. And this is an interesting story about my, my son. I got a, a four-year-old that's like kind of, you know, wild and four. And then I have a <laughs> one-year-old that is just like this, dude. Really? Don't give it about me. He just, he'll growl at you, dude. Like, he, he'll be like, he all he does is like, go, like he is. <laughs> it says tractor, dude. He says, tr- "Mama, Dada, tractor and grouse." Dude, that That's is it, so bro. redneck, I dude. Love this it. kid. Oh my god, he's got one t- two teeth that are one tooth. We call <laughs> we call it the Galuth tooth. Right oh here. my god! It's, I'm telling you, it, looks, is, it looks like a bench seat. It's it's, a, it's it's a cross there. He is gonna give me a run, dude. Right? I love it. So. We're tearing off. I'm coming back to why I'm actually telling the story. So we're tearing the corn off the stalks and throwing it out into the field for the donkey. And I don't know if a deer wants to come eat it, whatever. And we're just kind of throwing it out there. And we go back to get more stalks. And I turn around and this dude has gone under the barbed wire is about 20 yards on the other side of the fence with the dang donkey walking right at him. And Cheyenne's like, she's on the front porch. She was like, Oh my God, dang it, Boone! Oh my God, dude. The, I mean, you think about it. I mean, nothing happened. He came back, and everything's fine. I don't think. Cocaine. But donkeys are literally for Bro. like killing coyotes and stuff. Yeah, like, they're. And you think about a human this big growling at oh you. Oh my God, you dude. know he was growling at the, like, <laughs> at the donkey. Dude. I'll tell you, man. We're already into kids, but bro, make sure you want them. Yeah, what's the what That's you, what everybody says, man? No, I'm just not. I'm not prying. I'm just saying, make sure you want them. We well, got married when. Uh, a little over a year ago. Okay. And uh, we're thinking about it. She's, she's, Callie's a little bit younger than me, That's so right. she wants to travel a little bit more. And I totally get that. When I was her age, I wasn't even thinking about anything life yeah. plans. No doubt. So I completely respect it. And, and we got time. I, I was like, let's do it. Let's you wait got a little tons bit. Tons of time. The only, the only thing is. Wait, how old are you? 33. Oh, you bro, yeah. a pup. You got, ton, you got tons <laughs> of time. We just uh, all of our kids like Hunter Phelps is one of my best friends and yep. and like McNair and and all my dude my friends back home got kids in like middle school dude. you know what I mean no yeah them yeah. small town kids diff- been growing up for a minute there. no yeah. we're all late like we're all I mean Reed just had two I had one well I've got two but w- I mean me him and Luke all had kids at the same time yeah and McNair like they all kind of came in the same little window right yeah there. yeah yeah so which feels late but it's not it does and i think we've i made the joke it's I'm not like, Let's, we're gonna wait till everybody has their second round of kids and then we're gonna have our first i think yeah. with our me and mcnair actually talked about this yesterday we wrote um i think with our industry and with our career like it it takes a little longer to get where you want to be yeah, no financially doubt. or yeah. you know status wise or, or kind of like 
locked in. And you have to devote, man, the amount of time and energy that you have to devote to this thing as a as an artist for sure, but even as a songwriter, like you don't have. I mean. I, you don't have time. Like you, no, and, and you want to make sure it, your ducks are in a row too. Yeah, man. Right? And people make it work, and people have kids before, way before they move into town, and, and they make it work. But I think if you're if you move here with the intention of like if you're a single dude moving here with the intention of trying to get your career off the ground as a songwriter or an artist, man, like marriage and kids is kind of not on the forefront of your mind. Yeah, definitely. So, oh, I, sure. and I was the same boat. I mean, I didn't. Me and Jordan didn't get married till. I was 33, and then we had our first kid. I was 35, and or 34. Yeah, and, so we're yeah. probably going to be on that timeline. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's where I was. Same exact Go ahead timeline. and get you, uh, go ahead and just get it quick and get 202 and get some of that life, bro. Oh, man, I think I'm good on that. Get some of that 202 <laughs> life, big dog. Callie wants four. Come on with I'm it. Like, hey, that's what I want. That's what I want. Yeah. We're at two, and uh, I... I I, but I come from a big family. You got you got a sister, don't you? I have one sister. Yeah. So it was just. Do y'all have other siblings? Two sisters. We're booking it by girls. Oh, y'all see y'all at four. Yeah. No way. All four years apart. So like my sister. Oh wow. Four years Dan. Four years me. Four so there's years twelve mom. years difference between. Yep. Wow. Bless my mama. Our baby sister just met, met Ernest the other day. She said, "Oh my it was god, so hilarious!" Because she was like, "Hey, I think you know my brothers," and he was like, "What? You know? I mean, you obviously." Yeah. He was like, "She was like, yeah." uh Dan and Reed Isabel, she said he went, no way. And he was like, yeah. Where was it? He plays, this is really random, but she works down here. And he played at some little, it was at the truest building right here. He played, I don't know. He played something and it was, she was there and he just, he played, I think he played Tennessee Queen or something. She was like, hey, my brother wrote that. She was like, he was like, no, he didn't. He was like, yeah. And it was Dan Isabel. She was like, he was like, oh yeah, hell yeah, he did. <laughs> if he didn't play that, that was a nice little plug. <laughs> yeah, for what? Nice. For your tune. All right, so we could buddy buddy this thing to death. Oh, we didn't we, say who we've he got is. yeah, we've got to my left a good buddy, a fellow Mississippian, a dog in the house today. He got that dog in him. We got yes, Michael sir. Michael Hardy on the couch. <laughs> um, dude, this is we've podcasted before. This yeah. is a, in a dude, ways back. Probably we were, five years ago. Hey man, we were nothing. Oh, dude. Then not that we're anything now, but. Cross, well, I was going to say it's a little, little bit more more legit. Dude, this is big time. Dude. The lighting, the lighting is <laughs> oh actually right. Yeah. <laughs> I told him last, last time we were just, I called a buddy and I was like, hey, bro, uh, we're going to podcast with Hardy and I don't know how to set up microphone stuff. Can you record three dudes? And he's like, yeah, man. I was like, all right, well, oh, I'm yeah, just going we to tell you to come to your house. house. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> man. Well, I'm good. It's it's good to be back, dude. Yeah, good to see I'm good so glad back. y'all are doing this. Again. I know. I'm you've been pushing for this. this. You've been pushing yeah. for I this. I listened for a last year. I listened to every single podcast over again in the deer stand. And, I, and then when I finished, I was like sad because I was like, damn. We're back, bro. Fully back. We're back. Dude. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jameson, you know, Rogers actually shot a deer listening to our podcast. Did he? Gotta ask him about it. It's pretty it was cool. probably a six point. Oh, probably. Probably, so. probably, probably six, six point. point killer. Speaking of six points. Oh. Last time I saw you, I said, hey, man, I'm oh, kill yes. a deer tomorrow morning. Dude. And I killed that deer the you next did, morning. You did, dude. <laughs> After the BMI awards, I don't even know how you did that. Yeah. Oh well, honestly, because I'd have killed him if he didn't go. Reed would have murdered me. <laughs> That's the only deer that we've had on camera that is like, is the it, that was the guy, man. Did you, you know. score him? No, I haven't. But I, I would have. I mean, yeah, like, he's one twenty with that drop time. I do. That's sick. I but he's, he's the he's... sickest one twenty. Like when you say one twenty, they're like, oh, this was. Oh, we're talking about six. Point. Dude, this is a six point <laughs> I mean, with a seven inch. Like a with a seven inch drop, kind of two drops on both sides. Yeah, this deer is is six years old, dude. He was the man. That's I so mean, sick. He's, he's it was man. It was a Dan got to see him be the man too down there in the bottom. Literally, Literally. was he run? Was he chasing? So 
I'll just set the story up. So I've had this deer. Don't talk for 35 minutes. You're looking at Grace because it's it's a true thing. She's laughing over there because she knows. I told one hunt story. <laughs> for 45 that, minutes. This is an they, hour. They, they this is an like hour a, podcast, bro. they bro. asked me to do it, though. Right, it wasn't get, one. Go. go. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. So I've been seeing this deer. I, so I bought my place, acquired some acreage that backs up to it, and I've been watching this deer that was just a clean six. And, but he was, even as a two-year-old, it was high. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's a cool deer. I hope he makes it. Yeah. Well, nobody out there wants to shoot a six-point. They right. want to shoot something bigger. So he just kept getting past, which is awesome. I'd see, I saw him the next year and the next year and the next year. And we he stayed a six? He stayed a six. I don't he think just, people in that area, sorry to interrupt you, I don't, I don't think people in that area knew how special that deer was, man. No, which is I think fine. they looked at him and saw a six-point, right. but didn't see a five-year-old six-point. Right. I found his sheds at, at four. We found uh, Cheyenne was walking around. But he was a beast then. He was a beast at four. Found him at five. I had him at five, like at 80 yards during rifle. And Mm. I was like, man. I mean, I I was so close to shooting him. But it was like a week before season was out. And I was like, bro, if he'll hang right here and just get one more, dude, he could be something Mm -hmm. special. Because, you know, a lot of times whitetail, at least in our area, make that jump. Anywhere from four to five, five to six, six to seven. You start seeing some cool. You start seeing some cool, cool stuff. Cool stuff, yeah. So the trouble is getting a deer to be that old, right? Right. And having enough yeah, property yeah, yeah. to hold him. So he stayed. He was staying tight, and I was like, "Man, I think I think I can do this." I called Reed, or I Facetimed him while he was in the field, and I was like, "Should I let this deer go?" And he's like, "Dude, one more year. Just think about you know." And I'm truly, he was guy, right man. because to he fault, was probably. just a. Big based, heavy. His twos. I should have. I should have brought the. Sh- I have the sheds actually. Uh, Don't go get them. Okay. So <laughs> I had. He, had, he probably has. Thir- he probably had thirteen inch twos, but they were, you know, like that. Yeah. So I let him go. I didn't shoot him. So I still haven't shot a deer off my property in the six years that I've had it. We could start getting trail pam- pictures of him this year. I remember the first trail campaign. Do we? We called each other. And we're like, is that him? That's got to be him. And he had. He he had that. That so he had just grown that. He had just grown that. And dude, he he's never had anything like that before. He was the prettiest, I cleanest the six. He was just clean, just dude, a clean, awesome, heavy six. And so when he showed up, we started he was trying excited. to drop. Sorry, he was trying to drop one on the other side. He's got like an inch yeah, drop. On. Like if a, he'd have gone one more oh year, which Dan God. probably should have passed him this year and let him go oh, one no, more. Don't do that. To he'd him. have had no a double chance. seven inch drop time on a six. No point, chance. Oh my God, he messed up. So I hunted him. He wasn't very – He, took, he was, I mean, he was just old. Yeah, I, I, the only way I know how to explain it, he was so cool, like, being an old deer. He would come out preseason. He would come out and, and eat in my clover plot, in my in my food plots. But the day season started, nocturnal. It's a different story with it's those old so deer, man. It's so wild, You have man. to hunt those old deer I say the day. It was, probably a, it was actually probably a week before season started. He went completely nocturnal. That dude. I'm talking about 11 o'clock Stories all his time, dude. I know, right? He would he would go like eleven o'clock at night, and he might pop in there at four or three thirty. But he was never within an hour and a half of sunlight. Right? He goes on, goes through both. So I don't hunt him. I was like, I'm not pushing this deer. I know he's hanging tight, and he was. We would get night pictures of him. We'd never get any daylight pictures of him. I had I, I was out with Luke this year, so I was in Australia getting trail cam pictures of this. Oh deer. my god! Yeah, dude. bro, brutal. So I didn't. So which was actually good though, because I didn't hunt him. I think outside pressure probably pushed him even more on me. 
you could just thank me for going out there and hunting this deer without you being well, here and, you. and helping me, like me helping you keep that deer Thanks, around for man. you to. Thanks, dude. So, you're welcome. <laughs> always find a way to make it about you. So, you're, um, you're welcome. <laughs> so, anyway, I get back. Bow season is wrapping up. I hunted him two afternoons. He was starting to get close to daylight. He wasn't in daylight, but he would be like 30 minutes just outside of daylight. And we were yeah. starting to get toward rut a little bit. So, we go sidearm. Uh, something happened. I didn't hunt him maybe the first week of muzzleloader or we were gone or something. Anyway, we get back. Me and Reed are sighting in our muzzleloaders. 3.30 in the afternoon. And he goes, oh, my God. And I was like, what? He's like, he's standing in your food plot right now. And he was. 4.30. He was just standing there eating clover. Oh, my God. And Reed was like, and we had that cold front. That was the week of the BMIs. Yeah. So we had a cold front coming. Coming after that, after the BMIs, because it was still BMI. warm. It was still warm. Yeah. It was like 70s. It was supposed to drop into the 30s. Or yeah. Something. I hunted that front a little bit, like one day. Yeah. It was, did you, I guess you muzzleloaded, or did you bow? Not a bow, crossbow. Nice. I was on the field. So I, I'm like, cold front's coming. Here it comes. Go to the BMIs. Kicks in that night. I woke up that morning. Don't four, get home till twelve thirty one. I don't know. It was late. BMIs are late. You were yeah. the last. You were the last person I talked to. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm out. Yeah. So I got home, went to bed, woke up stinking, smelling like cigarettes and whiskey, you know. And I was like, man, I ain't going. Not because I smoke or drink, just because I was around people that did. <laughs> right. And I walked outside, <laughs> and uh, I let the dog out. And I might have been peeing off my back porch. I don't know. Might have been standing there. Whatever. And the wind hit me from the north perfectly in the face. And I was like, damn, dude, this is perfect. And it was drizzling. I mean, oh, it yeah, was dude. It's a big bucky, buck morning, man. It was yeah, yeah, bucky, bucky weather. Yeah. as hell, dude. So I was like, all right, I'm going. Went inside, got my stuff on. Stinking, knew I stunk, but it didn't matter. The wind was perfect. Took my cart all the way around, my Polaris all the way around, came in on the opposite end, walked to my stand. Seven o'clock, does come out. I have to be back at 7 30. Shine's got to take my little girl to school at 7 30. So I have to be there with Wild Ass Boone at 7 30. Yeah, it's seven, it's seven, seven o'clock when they come out. At 7 10, they all bump back, like, like, you know, that they're all looking in the same mm -hmm. direction. I was like, Man, something's to my left. And I have an elevated ground blind that I set a couple of years back. And I just peeked through this little sliver of a window. And, bro, he's on a doe. Really? Like, I'm looking at him head on. I see the drop time. He is on a doe's back, dude. And I was like, oh, oh like for real? Mounted. For real. Being the man down there, dude. That's what he was saying. He was like, Dang, you got to see dude. me the man. So I'm like, I feel the drop. I'm trying to chill out. I reach <laughs> over, get my muzzleloader. I'm coming out the window with it. I'm like, okay, if this doe turns this corner and he follows her, he'll be at 50 perfectly broadside. Yeah. Sure enough, she comes up, turns the corner. He comes up behind her. And, you know, he's just like kind of, you know, at that yeah, point. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, he he did it. Like, he bred her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw him. I saw the, the, the dang pump and everything. So he gets off and he's walking. You tell he's kind of walking. And I was like, dude, I mean, this much of the barrel out the gun window. 50 yards, Boom. smoke, dude. How far did he run? 30 yards. That's awesome. But man. I had, I mean, it couldn't have been more like, there was no, oh my God, he's out of here. Or, I mean, he was on her, dude. Yeah. And then that deer falls. Another buck pops out of the trail, same trail, breeds her again. 
Then another bullet popped out of the same tray. I mean, dude. Oh, so you just had dough. a hot dough. I had a mega dude, hot, hot dough. Hot dough changes the game, man. Yep. Hot dough is stronger than anything you can plant. Pour out. Anything you can pour. No dude, doubt. If you got that dough, you're, you're going to have a bullet. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. That's amazing. Good yeah, for dude. you, dude. I'm, I'm pumped for you. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself. And you can find what you need in store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. You ever get that feeling you're stuck inside staring at screens and a primal urge kicks in? You crave wide open spaces, fresh air, the chance to connect with the land. Well, maybe it's time to find your own piece of the wild, but searching for property can be a maze. That's where land.com comes in. They got millions of listings across the country, from mountain ranches to hidden fishing holes. Their search tools are like a seasoned guide helping you narrow down what you want. Land.com isn't just about buying and selling. It's about finding a place to hunt, fish, explore, or simply sit by a campfire and listen to the crickets. So head over to land.com today to turn one day into today because trust me there's nothing quite like the feeling of standing on your own piece of earth market house has the cleanest leanest juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier yeah and market house provides everything from grass-fed beef to free-range chicken Mm. grass-fed lamb and even wild-caught king crab and seafood Market House keeps small farm values, trusted sources, and clean mouth-watering food for your family. And like I said, Market House ships all orders overnight. Order today, enjoy tomorrow. And you can even keep the camo on for dinner, even if the filet mignon is on the table. With Market House, it doesn't matter because the cuts and catches come straight to your door. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. And everybody knows how hard it is these days to find high-quality, sustainably sourced meat and seafood at their local grocery store. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit MarketHouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. Did you get your Mississippi buck? Nope. Ain't got, got a, him yet. I got a picture of him. <laughs> oh, the saga still going with that, yeah, with that deer? Start. I like I like this saga. How long has, has that been? How long have you been hunting this deer? Three years. Come on, dude. This is this is the you. cat and he mouse. Was a, he was a one forty as a three year old. I swear to God, <laughs> he was one forty as a three year old. <laughs> this is the cat. And, oh, Look at his GTs. Oh 
my gosh, what yeah, a dude. brute. Dude, look at that. Look at that frame. From Mississippi, too. Yeah. Dude. He's the biggest buck I've ever had on camera anywhere. I was hunting in Vicksburg three years ago with a, a buddy of mine, and I got a picture of this deer. We have a feeder across from our camp, our deer camp across the pond. That's just kind of a... No, I, you sent me the video. keep a camera on it. We just, you know, it's just enough. And we have a feeder over there. Just something to see what's, you know, just another spot to see what's, yeah. you know, what's right. coming through, whatever. And he comes in at 7.30 in the morning and, and eats corn for like an hour. And I've just got like <laughs> 10 pictures of him. And I'm over here in Vicksburg. And Not I'm, seeing nothing. No. Yeah. And I'm just like... It's always the case. And I'd never seen him before. And I was like, I have a giant at our deer camp right and now. And this was last year? Two years ago. Two years. Anyway, hunted him hard, never saw him. He would, I had a few daylight pictures of him. He, he just, he would come out during the rut, anything. It was weird. It was really weird. But anyway, we kind of figured out, like, my, thankfully, my buddy to my my right hunts a big piece of property, and he's got cameras everywhere. Yeah. And we had him, we figured out the loop he was making. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway. It's no, so good to have neighbors like that. It and is, and he's a good, it's it's one of those where his name's Dylan, and I've told him, I'm like, if you kill it or if I kill it, I was like, it's a win. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. totally. So anyway, uh, never, nobody ever saw him. Had daylight pictures of him, just didn't, wasn't in the right place. Or I was usually, it was like usually when I was gone, really what it was is there was a lot, it was always when I'd come back to Nashville and there was no activity out there. No truck doors slamming. You know smart. what I mean? Like no, He's smart. Yes. Old. Yeah. So then the next year, this is last year, we got him again. He was taller, but he was all, damn near pencil horned. Yep. I remember. You sent us and, a picture. Yeah. Uh, he'd been coming in like 6, 15, 6 30 at night. But unseasonably just, hot last year because we were both hunting yeah. Mississippi at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were over in West Point. That's yep. Right. And uh, I was, I finally, I got up at 5 30. There was a north wind. And my buddy said, he just left my feeder. He's going to cross your cutover in, in an hour and a half. Oh, my god! I got chills taking my Me head. too. <laughs> so I get in the stand, and it's 7.15. It's an overcast day, and it's a cutover that is new, so everything out there is gray. It's the color of a deer. Yeah, man. And at like 275 yards, I see a doe kind of just trotting across, and I put my gun out the window. And there had, it been an, had it been an hour and a half? I mean, was it close? Around an hour and a half. And I and I put my gun out there, and he's there. He is at mm. two hundred and seventy five yards. Mm. Twenty five out six. Thirty five or thirty thirty out six. Okay. And uh, I didn't shoot him. I had it on him, and I was just like, I'm not. This ain't. It's not going down like this. Dude. Okay, why? Why was it? I not just. Going I've down. never made that shot before. Too far. Too far. That's a long. Dude, good, on, good on you, man. And look, good on man. You. Everybody from west of the Mississippi is gonna be like two hundred seventy five. Dude, when you when you are from where we are from, dude, you're hardwood hunter. Well, I mean there. There's not very many 300 yard shots where we live. There's just too That's many a long pine ass trees. shot. That's yeah. a long shot for us, bro. Especially so, if you've never taken it before. Staring down the scope at an animal that you've that you've thought about for the past two years, man. Yeah. That's, that's, I, dude, I just I knew I was like I can't. I'm not gonna make an ethical respond, shot. AS response. And dude, the thing is, is we I hunt the last hill before the Pearl River swamp. And I was like, if I shoot this deer high, if I hit him bad, he's gone. gone and you can't river. you can't even get to him. Yeah. Like you you literally Ugh. you're crossing creeks. Rivers, like I Bro, was like, good I, on you, you man. Do it. Good on you. I'm proud of you. So, nobody got him last year, and me and my buddy, well, you know, and it's there's a lot of pressure around there, like a ton of pressure. And so we're every gunshot, every morning, every gunshot we heard, I dude, know we that like, feeling. God, please just cross our fingers. <laughs> yeah. And then season ends, nobody, you know, you don't see anything on Facebook. And uh, sure enough, this summer, my buddy, uh, probably like August, 
text me. He's like, I have good news. And I was like, yes. So he sends me a picture of him in velvet. And he's the biggest. You didn't find a shed. You had a picture of him. Yeah. And he's a he's a five-year-old. Um, I think he's a five-year-old. He could be a six-year-old. Let me say that picture one more time. One more time. I won't, I, so you're I won't you have so you know he's alive right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. You, I have think you gotten so. pictures of That's, him recently? That was. There's probably a date on that. I don't even but remember. Not. You cut it off very smartly. You cut um, it off to send your buddies. <laughs> but we, it's one of those like there's enough people around there, and we know. I'm like, we would know. Yeah. One hundred percent, we would know. That's a giant, bro. Dude. I'm gonna tell you, man. That deer is mid to high 50s. I think so. We were thinking 60. I, I, I think he could absolutely. I can't tell the width on him, but I mean, just. He's probably got like a 16 inside. But he's mass. Mass. So he's tall. Mass, Bro, though, his G2. Look at those G2s, man. He's got four, these. He go looks thir- like a mule deer. 13 or 14. Yeah, he's got splits on both G2s, man. There ain't nothing nasty. better than the, the 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 cat and mouse between a big hunter heavy, and a big deer. Dude. I like a big heavy eight too, man. Like just because he's got eight. I mean, he's got points everywhere, but yeah. he's a mainframe eight. But yeah, God, he's a dog. He's dude. a dog. Dude. Yeah, that's a good one. So anyway, I, and, still and, the, the saga still continues. The, yeah, the book's still open, yeah. huh? Yeah, and I, I went uh, this past weekend. I hung a lock on back on our back, like where we know that he was crossing. You know. Um, South of it, this guy's a hunter, dude. I'm so excited, <laughs> I know, man. man Just because I remember when you were like getting getting into it, really. I mean, you've always, yeah, I've always deer hunted, but I've, I've, it's, it's just different now. I'm, I, the past five or six years, I've, yep. I've, I've like, there's a jump that happens, taking it more seriously, totally. and I've, I've started killing better deer because of it, That's and right. like hunting the wind and just hunting the right time and. He's going and hanging locking on the I, I know, dude, man. Yesterday, it's like was yeah. watching. watching All right, that's them a come good. Up. That's a good segue into. Let's talk about your hunting history. Like when you, kind of when you started. Who got you into it? Was, oh, it, yeah. was it your dad? Your uncle? My dad, your granddad? My dad. Yeah. I was actually with my grandpa when I killed my first doe. Uh, How old? Six. Seven. Yeah, come on. And uh, dude, I killed a spike when I was like. 12 or something like that no. first buck first buck don't give us that look it's okay you that's great it's illegal back in the day that's all oh. i said <laughs> i thought you were saying nobody no, come at us give a shit at nobody a come at us for I this think there's dude. probably a statute of limitations you know you're yeah. probably all right by now um 22 years whatever and then when i was 13 i started hunting by myself or it's 12 or 13 <laughs> first year i killed a uh like 125 inch uh eight Oof. With a New England firearm, two forty three youth model. Let's go. Like that single, single, is single shot, this big single shot. I know bolt action. Uh, I know that gun. You had the same one, but a bolty. Yep. This is North Mississippi, or, or Central East Central Cent- East Central yeah, yeah, Mississippi. Yeah. And uh, for ten years, that was the biggest buck I killed. And this was before. I mean, I was still a teenager. I still wasn't like super into it. We were just going and not hunting wind and just hitting. Just sitting oh, in yeah. box stands totally. and just praying for the best. Oh, and yeah. So I didn't really kill a whole lot of deer. And then when I was like 23, 10 years later, I killed a pretty decent buck. And then I went another like eight or nine years without killing a good buck. And then about. Well, you're probably grinding at that time musically. I mean, yeah. I mean, I had moved up here yeah. and I was not hunting a lot back home. But also, too, like after you, and we were kind of the same way, and our dad kind of put us in this position. Like once you kill that first mature deer, two or three year old, you know, three or four year old, 125, 130. There's something in you if you are passionate about those animals and hunting that you you don't want to shoot those anymore. Yeah. You wanna you wanna start hunting older deer and 100%. Getting, getting more in tune with with their lifestyle in the woods and trying to figure out those deer instead of just going out there and shooting them. Hundred percent, man. Yeah. And it's it's tough because like 
we don't hunt big pieces of property, so like there's a lot of pressure. Different game there's too. A lot of people mm-hmm. killing killing your deer that you want to watch yep. grow, and that's yep. just part of it, dude. And that's part of the the crapshoot or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, it is it is yeah. tough. It's tough to let them go, man. Dude, I found I I ended up buying. So we have a 300 acre piece of property that we we hunt a lot in Mississippi. And it was split between my grandmother and her sister. You know how that is. Old, old land. Oh, yeah. And so my grandmother's sister, my great aunt, she passed away a long time ago. And her side of the family quit hunting it because they lived in Vicksburg. And so they put it up for sale. So I bought it to keep, nice. keep it in our family awesome. and all yeah. that. It's great. And dude, when I bought it and I started actually going out there and doing the work myself and and putting out feeders and helping like any way that I could to, to get it set up... I, it's like karma or God or what, whichever thing you want to pick. I started killing good deer. It was like I, when I started putting in the work. Come on, man! And like I bought, I bought the land and and like I, I start and I've killed a good deer out there three years in a row now. Fruits yeah. of your labor, bro. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think there's something to that, but uh, oh, dude, the, I got to tell the story because this is the funniest story in the world. Get yeah. into it. The first year as a landowner, my first sit, I was sitting in a tall ladder stand, two seater. And uh, I like that extra I room this, too. I had this. Uh, oh yeah, that's nice. You spread out a little bit. <laughs> Put your little Debbie's right there beside oh, you. Yeah, you ain't gotta get in your Put bag. Your backpack right you gotta there. lean up in the corner. Yeah, yeah baby. Oh, yeah. Something. Chair and a half. And uh, I had this buckle camera that was like an eight on one side, and it was just like a hand on the other side, dude. It was just crazy, Sick. like little chicken head on that left side, dude. Just crazy. I mean, he was a true. He wasn't big, but he was a non typical deer. Yeah. And um, I'd had him on camera. And I'm sitting here, it's like 70 degrees. I'm sitting here in, in like nothing. I could have been in shorts and a t-shirt. It is dead still. And it's my first sit. Like I got home like at 2 p.m. And I got in the stand at like 2.30. <laughs> and it is so still and it is so dry. And uh, dude, I just, I hear one coming. And, it, and I was just like, all right, here we go. And I look up and it was that buck. And I'm left-handed. So he, he was crossing to my left in like a hardwood bottom. And I had to make a shot like this Ooh. to shoot him. And uh, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. You had to come all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But left-handed, so you gotta. Yeah. You gotta. And it's in a ladder stand. It did not. I didn't have a um, a harness on, so I'm like, you know what I mean. It's not yeah, like man. I can lean into it and like really make a good turn. So, dude, I'm shooting him like this off my right shoulder with my left eye. <laughs> I had it behind his shoulder, and I pulled the trigger, and he just dropped straight to the ground. And I was like, let's go. And so I immediately get down. And I go down there and I'm and I flip him over, try to, you know, see his exit wound. And and uh I was like, what the hell? And I flipped him back over and I'm, you know, rubbing his hair back to see if I can't just find his entry wound. And I realized I I, I made such a bad shot. I hit him in the neck and I dropped him, dude. I was off. I put it behind his shoulder, but just the way that I was <laughs> yeah, like that, this and yeah. I just couldn't see good. Dude. I got so lucky because that could have, that could have, that flinch could have gone anywhere, dude. I'm gonna tell it, you, it, man. It, I got him right in the neck and I dropped him. Dude, dude I'm so pretty lucky. sure, I'm pretty sure I've had that same situation and I shot the buck and it was my first ever big buck. I called Dan. I saw him drop, roll down, leave scattered. He didn't kick or anything, but rolled down, like kind of slid down the hill. And I was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Get down my stand. I'm looking at him. I see him get up oh my and God. walk off. I'm pretty sure what happened is I made such a bad shot. I shot him in the like antler and just shot you just him. Jarred him. I jarred him oh and knocked God. him knocked yeah, him out, and he got up and walked That's off. That's dangerous, dude. Honestly. Dad's done the same thing, dude. That I, there's some old timers that swear by that neck shot that my you're talking about. My dad will do it, man. Yeah, it, I mean it worked. He was. I mean he wasn't huge, but he was probably. 
150 pounds? I mean, I would venture to say, I would venture to say, aren't you, are you, I think you're in a brother's hunt hoodie in that picture. I, I'm, I can tell you right now. I kind of remember. I think I remember. Was this, this the first deer off your... First off your, deer off of that property as a landowner. Yeah, that's cool, man. So I, there are people that, that... I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I would say in like top three deadlifts... Dude, he is awesome. Not a brother's hunt hoodie, but he is awesome. Yeah, dude, I don't know that deer. You didn't send me that. So it's a couple of years ago. Well, it's, y'all took a hiatus, man. I was like, <laughs> I was mad at y'all for not doing the podcast anymore. <laughs> Your boys dipped on you for a little bit, huh? That's a great deer, man. man I, was, I was excited about it. You should be, man. That's a And stud. you know what sucks? We scored him. Because 125 is like the number, especially down there. I had a picture of him the night before, and his main beam, his normal beam, came all the way out to like the center of his head. Really? I killed him that. I, sh- I saw him that afternoon, and he had broken it off that night. No way. And he was 124 and like 5'8", so if he'd have had his beam, he'd have been dude, I'm going to tell you, though, man. I mean, you look at the nose on that deer, dude. That ain't no pup, bro. Dude, He's score, been... score does not matter, man. Sean, no, it, ain't, it, it ain't score. I get hung up on it these days. I know. Everybody, I know. I've never killed a 140. Well, I've never killed a... 140 low fence. I'm sure y'all saw that deer. I killed. <laughs> what are you talking about? We didn't, we didn't see nothing. I didn't see nothing. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I've killed a two two forty, but I killed one forty. Dude, I got so much hell for that. Oh, they what are you all about? the comments. Hardy, dude. Hardy, dude. <laughs> you know, I'd never done it before, and uh, there's all these arguments you can make. You know, you you don't say nothing about catching fish in a pond and this and that. But dude, I wanted to do it one time in my life, and I will never regret it. And I will say, have y'all ever done it before? I haven't. I haven't. Dude, that's an incredible animal, man. Dude, uh, high fence, low fence, it doesn't matter. It's an incredible animal. I I learned something. Okay. And I just I feel like such a dingus just even trying to explain. <laughs> Would you say a dingus? <laughs> yeah. But dingus, a dingus, dude. But it's still, and every place is different. But this place, they had a handful of enormous deer. Mm-hmm. But I saw like three bucks the whole time I was there, hmm. and we hunted six hunts, like. You still you still yeah, have to see sure, the deer. Sure. It's totally. not like you pick one out in a magazine and they say you go to this stand and he's going to come out. I mean, this there time. are places like that, but you're saying your place was not. No, like that. I mean it yeah. was on 400 acres and and it was like you know they have they have like package or whatever. There's like the management buck, which the management buck is like deer like that, dude, mm-hmm. and like which is insane. And I killed one like that too on the second or the first day, but that but those bucks are the ones that stayed in there when they fenced it yeah and they call them management bucks but yeah. those are the real bucks right yeah and what's funny is that i shot a deer like that on the first day because I, I just i was dying to shoot one and, yeah. and i wanted to i wanted to and dude that deer it's funny the difference between like a wild deer and like a bred deer that deer ran significantly further really I made the same exact shot hmm. on both deer and that the the management buck the real wild buck ran <laughs> So much further. Brother, just, he, he's animals. got that dog in him. Got he's got that, that dog. Yeah, for no sure, man. Survival. No yeah. doubt. Survival. Dude, it, you know, it was one of those things where, like, we we that was the only the second deer I had seen that that day, mm-hmm. and uh, you you know he still got to come out and you still got to shoot him. I for mean, sure. it still felt like hunting to me. It was Good. just, but I don't know if I'll I ever do it again. But man, it was so hey, fun and it was just crazy. All that's all that matters is 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 if you had fun doing it and if you. If you do it again, you do it again. If you don't, no worries, man. Yeah. It was, I don't remember. I told anything. you not to post it, but. 
I had to, man. I should have just posted the, the management there. He's like a still, still ain't. Still ain't. Still, still ain't. ain't. Uh, that's going to be my caption for every, every deer. I love it. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. You ever get that feeling you're stuck inside staring at screens and a primal urge kicks in? You crave wide open spaces, fresh air, the chance to connect with the land? Well, maybe it's time to find your own piece of the wild. But searching for property can be a maze. That's where land.com comes in. They got millions of listings across the country, from mountain ranches to hidden fishing holes. Their search tools are like a seasoned guide helping you narrow down what you want. Land.com isn't just about buying and selling. It's about finding a place to hunt, fish, explore, or simply sit by a campfire and listen to the crickets. So head over to land.com today to turn one day into today. Because trust me, there's nothing quite like the feeling of standing on your own piece of earth. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Yeah, and Market House provides everything from grass-fed beef to free-range chicken, Mm. grass-fed lamb, and even wild-caught king crab and seafood. Market House keeps small farm values, trusted sources, and clean mouth-watering food for your family. And like I said, Market House ships all orders overnight. Order today, enjoy tomorrow. And you can even keep the camo on for dinner, even if the filet mignon is on the table. With Market House, it doesn't matter because the cuts and catches come straight to your door. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. And everybody knows how hard it is these days to find high-quality, sustainably sourced meat and seafood at their local grocery store. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. Dan's got another, he's got another nickname for you. Oh, yeah. I give everybody nicknames. And my nickname for you, I should have done it earlier, was going to be Hard Rock Hardy. Oh, I love that. I know, but it had nothing to do with like the actual music. music. It's about you being a dang we got an airhead, airhead guy. Man, dude. this is a true blue airhead guy. And now I listen, wait, I can't get into it. I, it's not that. It's not have that you I found one. You haven't gotten into it. You not, not there you that go. you can't. That's you it. haven't. It's not that I can't. I haven't gotten into it because 
I have never found one. I think that's why I love history. I think it's awesome. I think, you know, it's almost like a teleportation kind of thing. You can put yourself back in the because you're it's still there. Literally. Yeah. Literally on the ground. You're standing. Yeah. So our age running around hunting the same animals, but with bullets or which. Well, well, that's what that's what me and Cones were talking about uh, in the Midwest is like whoever however many years ahead of where we're at right now people are going to be finding shell casings mm-hmm. and they're gonna be like oh this is a 30 out six you already do with shotguns you ever <clears throat> like there's old creeks and stuff that that's true back a hundred years ago they made them and the the shell casing was made out of paper yeah and so now you'll just find the the yeah whatever you call that the yeah, cap yeah. or whatever yeah, caps, it's yeah. kind of a similar thing but you're right man combs is big into it because yeah. of, because of you. i got him into it dude he no, talks I'm, about you as like the godfather of the, I, I, of the i love that i love and, that title yeah he does i mean he tells everybody that haunted story oh uh, let's get let's okay right. let's just set the scene oh, hardy's God. got a he's got a story about okay. arrowheads all that, right that we're just gonna let him let him take off so combs is probably Jacking it all up anyway, if I guess. He told it pretty pretty well. It, it, had, it had him on the edge of their so seat. So long. He tells it so long. I'll try, to, like I'll try to keep it to the cliff notes. <laughs> no, don't. We got time. Go for so, it. So make it good. Make Hunter it really Phelps, good. again, is like one of my best friends yeah. in Nashville. Great dude. Or at at all. And he he's my big airhead hunting buddy. So okay. this particular time, it, it was two years ago, I guess, at this point. I had COVID two years ago on Christmas, so I didn't get to go do Christmas with my family. But I, I I wasn't really sick, and it was warm, and I went and found one on Christmas Day. Oh, I mean, nice. it just That's you can awesome. just. Yeah. But anyway, so we're hitting all these bank spots, and we're doing all this stuff, and we're finding a couple, and it's getting dark, and we get to this one spot we've never been to before. Hunter goes this way, and I go this way. I go down here, I find a big, like beautiful arrowhead, and uh, what's big? Like not the size of your hand, but like pretty. You know what I mean? You mean my whole hand? Yeah, I found a a, a, a good one. Like one of the best ones I've ever found. It looked like a big leaf. So is this a, is this a hunting arrowhead or is this like a working arrowhead? More, more than likely a knife. Okay. They call them all arrowheads, but most of them were like knives and spearheads. Only the really small ones are actual arrowheads. Okay. And that didn't come until like the woodland period, which was like way... They didn't start hunting with bows until way later. Way later. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Thousands of years after yeah. you would think. Hmm. I mean, it's getting real dark. And Hunter comes back and he's like, you have to come with me right now. I have to show you something. And I walk with him down the bank to his spot that he went and picture like a wall. And it's regular gray... Or not gray. Brown dirt. Yeah. And then there's a spot probably like the width of this wall that's just black and gray and there's flint and animal bones and pottery just like pouring out of this bank really Jeez. and it, it was a campsite and no we were the first people to find it how so, how old was this campsite in your in your brain how, i mean do you think guess three four thousand years Jeez. That's sick. Maybe man. older. That's crazy. That's really cool already. Yeah. I mean, that's cool to find some. I mean, so, like, I mean, we were you, the first you, people to find it. It was ama- I mean, we had to have been because we found so many, so many artifacts right there. Like, did you see, know what you had found? Yeah. Okay. So we start finding stuff and uh, didn't think anything about it. I go home, and before I go any further, there's there's no no facts really that that point directly to this but it's the only thing that can explain what i'm about to tell okay so i'm i try it's it's all like jumbled but i woke up one morning and it, it took like two weeks but i woke up one morning did you brought something back from that i spot? brought like two, two or three arrowheads back okay and uh 
I woke up one morning and like all the lights were on in my house. And I lived in a house at the time in Jolton. And when I say the middle of nowhere, you could not see it from a helicopter, dude. It was in a hard, it was, my driveway was like a mile, like a three quarters of a mile long. It went through these hardwoods and these hills. And then you just, my, it was like a kind of a Gatlinburg style cabin. It was gotcha. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, you still have that place? I remember no, you I sold it. Did you? Yeah. I remember you having that. Uh, I said, you're going to keep that? And you said, have you met my wife? <laughs> That's literally what you said to me. Hope that doesn't get you in trouble. No, it won't. <laughs> but dude, I and all the lights are on. Yeah, all the lights are on. So, and I didn't think anything about it, but I was like, dude, I don't, I don't sleepwalk. Like, I, it was, it was really bizarre. And what, I, what I mean is, like, my mom didn't come and check in and forget to leave some lights on while I was sure, sleeping. Right. There's just no, you know, there, there's none of this you can explain anything because there's a gate and a mile long driveway. And a house where nobody knows exists. So anyway, and you wouldn't have left the lines on. No, I mean, was I, it just you, or was, a, was Callie there with you? Just me for the first few times. Yeah. yeah, and what it is is it's it wasn't an A-frame, but the master bedroom. It was only one story upstairs, or one room upstairs, and it was an open like master bedroom. Gotcha. So you walk in, you know, the living room, all this, and then the stairs they just go up, and there's a master bedroom. There's Gallenberg a door cabin. to it. I yeah, got yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Loft you. kind of yeah, deal. Gotcha. But essentially, what I'm saying is, I couldn't sleep if the lights were on. You know what I mean? Yeah, because the whole house would be you, lit. Your up. room, my room would be lit. Up. Yeah. So anyway, so that happened like three nights in a row. I would go downstairs in the morning, and like random lights would be on in a row, in a row. Okay. And then, and some of this might be out of order. That's all right. Callie and I were, I guess you could say, putting together the guest bedroom, bed, side table, all this stuff, and we hung a mirror behind the bed, and. My wife is very meticulous, and uh, and I'm not, so it's it's a good balance. But we were hanging this mirror, and it, and it had to be perfect. And so we literally were, like, messing with it for an hour, and we finally got it perfect. And we looked at it, and good job. All right, great. And then we go to bed, and we wake up the next morning, and the mirror has a giant scratch across the middle of the mirror. <laughs> See, he didn't tell that one. I know. I'm getting chill up, bro. He didn't tell and it's, it was LC so, it was so that obvious one. that – Cal and I had told Kelly like, man, that something was going on with the house. Like, lights are coming on and stuff, and and uh, I, there was a window that was open one morning behind my kitchen sink he that tells, was really he weird. He tells that one, yeah. And uh, yeah, so then Callie was like, I don't like that at all. I mean, it, we examined it would be like hanging this flag, and then the next morning there'd be a tear, be a tear down the middle of the flag. I mean, it was not so... like the not like the flag had fallen off. Like it literally, like yeah, yeah, yeah. things were open that takes human power. Yeah, to yeah, do. yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so there was a scratch across the mirror, and it freaked both of us out. I didn't think anything about it. And then um, one night we were up there watching Yellowstone, and we heard a noise downstairs. And I can't, I can't remember if this part was in my head, but I think I remember Callie being like, what was that? And I was like, it sounded like a chair scooted across the floor. And didn't think anything about it. And I got up early the next morning, and our chair from our kitchen table had been moved like six feet out, like into the middle of our um, like living room. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, dude, <laughs> this ain't cool, dude. It's starting to become a thing. It's, again, it's, yeah, it's become a thing. Yeah, it's becoming a thing. Are you ghosty? Are you ghosty? How do you feel? Where do you where do you range on the Here's my thing. paranormal scale? I think that somehow, some way, science can explain something to do with it. And I don't think, I think there's a way that they can explain it and not negate religion. I just think we didn't know that radio waves existed until a hundred years ago. And now look what we've done with invisible 
waves where you can like talk to people across the world and this i mean like totally. you just i think there's a way to explain it because i i want to believe so bad that it's real but um so all right here's the meat and potatoes of it all right i woke up and this sounds like a movie but i swear to god this is true i woke up Callie, Callie. So we, we had windows start opening, lights kept turning on and off, like all <laughs> not at the stuff. same time. How long? What, what time period is this going this on? This is over the course of a couple months. Okay. And then Callie said, "I I can't. We're dating at this point. Yeah. We're not even engaged yet." And she's like, "I can't keep staying with you. It freaks me out." And really? Yeah. And I mean, she. But you know, she lived in town. I lived out in Jolton. She didn't stay with me all the time anyway. But she was like, I just until this calms down, like I, I but it was it freaks enough, me out. To so like, enough to freak her out bad. Dang. And I was freaked out, but I, I never like went to bed scared. I just, I don't, I would just wake up and be like, God, something happened again. Yeah. So there was a series of like five or six nights in a row. I never wake up in the middle of the night ever. I never have unless I have to go pee, which I still usually never do. Yeah. I woke up at 2.59 or 3 a.m. on the dot five or six nights in a row. And I would wake up and I would check my clock. And it was 2.59 or 3 o'clock a.m. on the dot. And uh, there was one night I woke up and it was 3 a.m. on the dot. And I was in a full-on, like, sweat, like, Oh, I thought I was, you were going to say teepee. I was no. like, oh, gee. <laughs> I was in a teepee. Oh, my God. Dude, I was. How did I, I was, get here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Full on sweat. And uh, I just was, I remember, I just, I woke up feeling uncomfortable, and I was like, what is going on? I got, I sat on the side of my bed, I turned my lamp on, and when I turned my lamp on, Something jumped from my Come balcony. Come on, wait, wait. Something jumped? From the balcony, from the loft where my bedroom is, because there was a rail. And you could hear, like, you could hear, like, the pressure of, like, putting the pressure on it. <sighs> like, as if it was sitting on the rail. Like, it creaked. Like, and then nothing. And then, boom. And it hit the floor. And it ran through my house. And I jumped up. I, I got up out of bed. And I, like, turned every light on. I grabbed my gun. I swept my entire house. Like, every closet. Every corner, no doors were open, nothing. I got chills on my thighs. Me too. I'm scratching my knees. Dude, it, and again, like, there's no way anybody could get in this house. Like, there's no way anybody knew it was there. Like, it wasn't like a, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, ain't like got no dog, you ain't got no dogs or coyotes running up through there. Yeah. No. Raccoon. And it was the most real, like, yeah, see, I even thought, like, it was loud. It was... It was so loud though that it was like it shook the dishes in my like it, like it was like somebody jumped. I mean, it's yeah, hard dude. to explain. No, no, it, yeah. dude, I swept my whole house. I didn't sleep a wink that night, and then I came home and I told Callie about it, and uh, she was like, "We got to do something." And I was like, "I agree." No, let me ask you this: in that process, are you think is the has the artifacts even rang in your head that you at that okay yes so okay. some point in that month two months, Callie was the one. She was like, "I think it's that." campsite y'all found the other day and i was like and you just don't know man like that fresh dirt oh there's a okay this was another very important one that i forgot about yes i'm so glad there's another one Me so, too. i'm in bro i'm way in like the first thing that happened before the lights coming on and everything like the night or two after i brought that stuff home my truck alarm i would i locked my truck even out at my house like i would that's the one thing i would do at callie's house wherever it was i would lock my truck my alarm went off in my truck Every single night for like, and you know when it's cold, like your electronics get squirrely and that can happen. Yeah, because your battery go dead. This was in April or May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like weird stuff like that. And I could not figure out 
what the deal was. And then one day it just it just stopped doing it, and it's never done it ever again. And that same was the, truck. Same that truck. was the first same truck. But that was the first same truck thing that happened. Yeah. Dang. Um, Did you have it in Hardy Flodge then? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. It was Hardy Woods. Hardy Woods. Uh, but and I, you know, okay. So here's my like it's crazy theory: is that whatever it was rode home and got in my truck with me and i swear to god it was like it was trying to get out or something i mean that's the way that i can describe it because the only way alarm can like go off if, you? A, if your truck is locked somebody's in it. is if somebody's in it and they try to get out you know you you know what i'm talking about totally. yeah, if you're in a locked car and you, and you try, try to, to get, get out, out the, the alarm, alarm goes, goes off. off yeah and that's the only thing that i could think of yeah so your truck is going off it, it makes sense because i mean if you lock somebody if you lock like even if you lock your wife in the car for five seconds while you run in, or whatever she's, you know, she's like lock the doors while you go in the gas station. If she opens that door, or if she, even on the, some of the newer stuff, if you even move around inside the truck, the alarm will go. Yeah, off. and that's what you're saying. It went off for how long? A week? Yeah, at, at least a week. A couple times at her apartment, a couple times at mine. But Ford, I would wake Ford, up. Ford Ghost, dude. dude. Yeah, Ford Ghost. So we came, dude, and I felt like an idiot doing this. But she, she bought some sage, and she l l like googled all this Bro, stuff. Bro, this is getting deep. Dude. And she was sage? like, she was like, it says to sage every doorway, every crack, every corner in your house. Open all the windows and no all the doors. Way. You walk in with an intention, and you tell it. You just you tell it to get out, and you 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 don't say it like we're afraid of you. You just you tell it to get out. So, dude, I walked in there. <laughs> oh, in Jesus name, baby, absolutely calling the blood of Jesus. Coat these walls, son. Coat these dude, walls, Lord. all of it. And I was like, and I was just like, I'm, you know, if I have something of yours, I'm sorry. I can I can promise you, I treat it with respect. But you're not welcome here. This is our home, and uh, you're making us uncomfortable. And dude, we did we did the thing and open up the doors, and they said like you sage a door really good, and you're like get out of here now. And dude, not a single thing happened after that. It left us alone. But the, here's the craziest thing is my mom, my parents used to go out there sometimes and just like hang out. It's like a little getaway because they live here in town. And yeah. my mom would go out there and she texted me a couple of times before I moved. And she was like, and my mom has never told a lie in her life. And she was like, son, I don't know what's going on in your house. But she was like, I went in your guest bedroom and the lamp started turning on and off. And this was after the stage thing. And she was like, and I said out loud, I'm leaving. I'm getting out of here. And then said that she would walk by the front door, which had a lamp beside it, and said it was started turning on and off. Duh. And then she left, and she was like, I, I never will go back. And that was after the sage. So if it didn't leave, it at least like left us alone. But I never, we never had a problem after that. Ugh. And that's, oh. And then it keeps getting better. This is the best after, story of all time. Callie and I didn't tell anybody about this until this is the after best story of this podcast over. by a million. <laughs> That's awesome. This is the Mount Rushmore stories yeah. right now for sure, dude. So I told Hunter about it after everything had finally kind of fizzled down, and he was like, "When was that?" And I gave him like the exact date, and he and he like went back and he was like, "Dude, mm -mm. we they lived in a, like a townhome. No there. way. You can dude. ask him about this." I'm getting. Free. And he was like, "My, I, I woke up one night." to my dog barking and he was like Layla hurt his German shepherd he was like she never barks in the middle of the night and I woke up and I heard a big thud downstairs and, and they're in like a town home they, they didn't have a baby the dog was upstairs with them she started barking and he said that the next morning he went down and his arrowhead case had been unlatched and opened <laughs> Cause he brought some stuff home too and bro he ain't no, that ain't no liar Hunter man. ain't no liar no bro. he don't hell no no he's a and uh so yeah. maybe I don't want to wicked, find it, bro. bro. Wicked. Maybe I just don't let that be, man. But you know, I didn't. I didn't take that stuff back. I still have it. I mean, 
Dang, the stuff dude, I found you got school, it, dude. Yeah. dude. They're all red, that too. Ford made out of, like, I'm red gonna pray over your Ford when I leave. I'm gonna... What if my truck alarm starts going <laughs> That'd be off, sick, dude? That would be man. sick, dude. Uh, I bet, too, like, there are, I bet there are tons of those stories from artifact, like, finders and, and, and arrowhead hunters that have... I guarantee you there are. I mean, I, I, and, and listen, I'm not a ghosty guy. I've got my own stories of being at the fire hall over here in the piano oh, playing. Oh, and, I've heard about. I've heard about the fire hall, dude. I'm not ghosty. I'm not ghosty. But how can you hear a piano playing and not think something? Yeah, no, I did. I heard, and it was like a what weird. Were you doing like, or something? I was. I was pooping. I don't know if you boo-boo. can say that pooping boo-boo. on podcast. I said boo boo. Um, Shoey. That's what we call. I was shoeying yeah. with my dog. I was shoeying and Jason Nix was. He had just left. And, is this uh, during the day? No, this is at, this is like eleven thirty at night. Yes, he had just, Jason Nix had just left. Were you drunk? No, had no, you been drinking? We had been writing. No, dude, I had not. We were Who we weren't out. Right, okay, all right. This is when I was grinding, brother. I was all hungry. Right, right. But yeah, same thing. I was I was I was shooing, and Jason had just left. I heard the door closed, and then I heard on the piano. I heard a chord, but it wasn't like a bling. It was like a. So it was major. Mm. Yeah, it was major. Okay, maybe that's and, a good thing. And I was dude, like, because if, if it was like. Uh, yeah, I'd have, I'd have died right there on the on the potty. Ooh, They'd have found me dead the next yeah, morning yeah, shooting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I was like, Jason, dude, get out of here, man. Nothing. I call him. He's all, almost to Mount Juliet. Like it was. I, and I'm not a ghosty guy. But wait, wait. You are a chicken though. I'm you're not, chi- you're chickeny. I mean, dude, this is one of my favorite stories of read. <laughs> get, get to it because we got to talk about some music. All right, jeez, who cares about music? So, <laughs> so we go. We li- obviously. We live in the same Dude, what, By the way, wait, hang on. Surprised. That was that's a great story. Oh, thank that, you. That's an incredible story. Thank you. Way better. Than it's a hundred percent true. Yes, yeah, I've gotten a lot of I've gotten a lot of uh, hell for it. Like I told it on Bobby Bones, and everybody was like, "Oh, dang, you already told it." Let's cut all that out. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> I think they literally it's a lie. They edited it down to make me sound like an idiot. Though. No, no, we're not going to do that. That's all. That's, that's, that's a great story, good. and I believe you hundred percent. So I come downstairs one night, Reeves at his girlfriend's house. This is a long time ago, by the way. Don't don't act like it was. Four or five years. I'm just kidding. So I come down to get a drink of water. I see him pull in the driveway. And, so and dude, back like, in the day, there's like four or five. We got I, my dad's car, my mom's car, listen, Dan's car, my car. Like, so yeah, I'm in the yeah, back. Yeah, it was like Christmas. Yeah, we were yeah. home Christmas. Or and one of my. Dude, the dark kind of wears me out. It used to. I'm good now, my, but the dark kind of used to wear me out. My top things in life is scaring the balls off of Reed, dude. It's my favorite thing. So I see him pull in, and I'm like, oh. Baby, yes, thank you, Jesus. I go out the door and I get into our our shop was just like right across the walkway from the house. So I get in the door the door of the of the shop and I hear him when he shuts his door. It's like he's already running. Like he just shuts his car door and run is running to that. It's like twelve thirty. And just as he gets to like where you would skip up on the steps to turn back into the house, you, I had a vice there was a vice there, you know, and I went. Cheek, 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 and it sounded just like a shotgun. Oh and my when god! I, did it, I locked up, son. Dude, he 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 I went goat. Like fainting goaded, yeah, <laughs> and froze. And in midair, he was already halfway up the skip, and he froze and just went ah, and just <laughs> fell. I thought I killed it. Oh my god! Dude. I thought I killed it. <clears throat> he was like, "What? What are you? What are you doing? What you do?" It was like on that like edge of tears, but also so mad he could fight me, dude. And yeah. I, was, I was doubled up. Anyway, if you get a chance to scare Reed, it's, okay. a, it's a beautiful thing, dude. I don't like being scared. 
I'm good though now. I don't get scared anymore. So you remember when I got you tried kids to scare me, and I grabbed you by the throat. I know you're gonna bring that up, beast, dude. Dude, have y'all ever you ever had like a long walk out of the woods? Forget your flashlight though. Oh man. Hell okay. Dude. I got. I, I, I'm gonna tell a really go, quick let's story. Let's go, Shoot, dude. You gotta ride there's, at there's, eleven. There's no. No, not really. I'm good. I'm good. Right, I got time. sick. We are too. So, the, and the ending of this is a regular, you know, normal ending. But I will t- <laughs> talk about how weird it is. We've cut it over now, but to walk to one of our stands on that 300-acre property, and I was hunting a, a ladder stand on the backside of it, and we all parked at the barn. and Hike. No side, hike. Just a, a long walk, yep. and there's really no other way to do it than yep. to walk. There's no good place to park, all yep. that kind of stuff. Yep. So I was out there by myself. I get up in my ladder stand. It was the afternoon, and I'm, I'm up there, and it gets dark, and I'm like, <laughs> I've left my flashlight, headlamp or whatever. And um, probably had deer on you too, because whenever that happens, you stay later. Oh and, yeah, oh and, yeah. And you always forget your light whenever you stay later. So I get down, and there, it's like hardwoods, and then a creek, and then a huge pine thicket that's like forever. It's like a eight hundred yard walk. There's something about thicket. dark pines too. Oh, man. they're the darkest. It's the darkest. I, something about that's where dark the devil pines. lives. Yeah, and you can hear that wind blowing through them, dude. dude you gotta tell so, me. So. I'm down there by myself. I, I I parked at the barn. I'm I by myself that day. Like no uncles or cousins or anybody's out there. And I get to what we call the big oak. And I swear to God, it's as big around as this room. It's like a Sick. the oldest oak tree ever. It's still there. And it's spooky and and but it's dark. It's there's no moon and it was overcast. I mean oh, it was pitch yeah, dark dude, and I can barely dark. see to find the road. To yeah, get that's on. dark. And I get to that oak. It was still. I smelled cigarette smoke. And I was, and, and and at first, like, I just was walking, and I was like, somebody's burning a fire. And then I thought, no, that's cigarettes. There's smoke. a difference. And I was like, somebody's in here on me, dude. Were you bow hunting? Or did you no, have... I was rifle hunting. Oh, thank God. Yeah, and dude, <laughs> did I did. walk out like this? I did. I, I threw my gun back off my shoulder, and like, knowing me, it was probably still loaded, but. Um, <laughs> Heck yeah, it was. Anyway, dude, and. uh I didn't have a light. It was the weirdest feeling in the world because I'm. This is down in a bottom, dude. Like way down in there, but even halfway back to the truck. But it, I just remember it being the weirdest feeling in the world, knowing that somebody else was around there. Do you think someone else was around there? So it ended up being a cousin of mine that never. He has the right to hunt this place, but you he did smell a dude smoking a cig. Oh yeah. No, I mean it was like it was cigarette smoke, and and it was so undeniable that I was like. Somebody's in, somebody's in here with a sniper getting ready. To sh- they're smoking yeah, a cigarette. They're, they're getting ready to shoot you. my head <laughs> yeah, off. That's right. Like, yeah. Just they're to get him a quick. I mean, puff but before, it was just yeah. such a weird feeling knowing you're out there alone and then smelling that and being like, "There's somebody within oh, proximity dude, of me, and I don't have a flashlight." Had that's he scary. left or was he still there? I, I, he was still there. I don't know what he was doing. Never saw him, but I got up back up to the truck and there was a white van up oh. there, and I was just like, and and I didn't know the vehicle, and I threw my <laughs> in the truck and I got out of there. And I called my dad, and and anyway, come to find out, it was him. But he had not hunted down there in ten years. He just happened to go down there and probably sit in the woods. But <laughs> it was just such a weird. I can't describe that feeling Ugh. of thinking you're completely alone, and then oh, in an instant being like somebody's in these woods with me. Dude. You don't have to. I, oh, I've been there. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. 
They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eater. You ever get that feeling you're stuck inside staring at screens and a primal urge kicks in? You crave wide open spaces, fresh air, the chance to connect with the land? Well, maybe it's time to find your own piece of the wild. But searching for property can be a maze. That's where land.com comes in. They got millions of listings across the country, from mountain ranches to hidden fishing holes. Their search tools are like a seasoned guide helping you narrow down what you want. Land.com isn't just about buying and selling. It's about finding a place to hunt, fish, explore, or simply sit by a campfire and listen to the crickets. So head over to land.com today to turn one day into today. Because trust me, there's nothing quite like the feeling of standing on your own piece of earth. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Yeah, and Market House provides everything from grass-fed beef to free-range chicken, mm. grass-fed lamb, and even wild-caught king crab and seafood. Market House keeps small farm values, trusted sources, and clean mouth-watering food for your family. And like I said, Market House ships all orders overnight. Order today, enjoy tomorrow. And you can even keep the camo on for dinner, even if the filet mignon is on the table. With Market House, it doesn't matter because the cuts and catches come straight to your door. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. And everybody knows how hard it is these days to find high-quality, sustainably sourced meat and seafood at their local grocery store. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. I scared. Remember that dude that come in drunk on us turkey hunting that time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reed was calling a bird. It was It's weird. It was, a, it was a turkey that needed to be hunted, like, Two men couldn't have done. There just wasn't enough room down there. So Reed was just cutting his teeth on turkey hunting and calling and everything. So he went down there and was hunting the bird. And I just went up the hill and sat to see if anything happened down there later. Well, dude, we got there at like five fifteen. I mean, early as hell. Van pulls up. What song was it playing? Golly, it was. I couldn't hear anything. It was something like "Feels Like the First." <laughs> it was one of those songs. Yeah, you know, real loud at seven a.m. Sun's already up. Birds gobbling. He gets out of the truck, dude, and he's like, "Dude was going through it, man." Yeah, he, he was, was going. Do y'all know this guy? No, it, it wasn't he, the Tracy Lawrence guy. <laughs> Could it have been the same dude? Tracy Lawrence, dude, that's, that's down in Mississippi. That was a yeah, uh, Grenada, dude. Oh, Grenada, yeah. yeah. So anyway, this guy comes walking down, or he goes walking towards Reed first. So I'm 300 yards. I can't, I can't get in touch with him. He starts walking down the because Reed's got this bird goblin. I saw him coming, and I just start cutting. Like I just start mouth calling, like. To let him know he was down there, but he kept coming. Didn't you finally were like, "Hey man, was I he was in like, camo? 
Oh yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was going to turkey. Yeah, he was. He definitely had a shotgun. He was. He was walking toward oh. the bird that I had yeah, gobbling. Yeah. I mean, he was just gonna. Oh. He was going for that bird. So Reed signals him. He comes back up the. But he gets line. mad, son. He's like, he's like, <clears throat> and he starts Sorry, walking mate. towards me, and he's cussing Reed, dog cussing him. He's like, that's so. I mean, I got, I got. This is my land too, and I got permission. And but he's coming at me. He don't know I'm sitting there, and I'm. He's getting closer and closer and closer because I'm on a wood line, right? He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's like, I'm going to whip his ass. And when he said, I said, uh, well, hey, buddy, you had to go through me first. And that son of a went, God. I mean, like, he, <laughs> it scared the <laughs> out of this dude. Oh, my God, I mean, dude. It was still kind of hazy, dark, you know. And he, I thought he was going to have, I thought I gave him a heart attack. And he was like, uh, hey, who's in there? And I was like, uh, the brother of the dude you were just dog cussing is in here. You're welcome to tell me what you're going to do to him, man. But you're going to have to go through me first before you do. He went, man, I don't need this right now. And started crying. Went to crying. He ended up crying. sitting there with Dan. They, they were calling turkeys and thought, talk, talk man, about Jesus to, and all of it, dude. To talk about how great of a human I am, I said. <laughs> yeah. He said, I don't need this right now, man. I got permission here. And I didn't mean to mess you. I didn't know it was your brother, man. I didn't mean to mess you. But I was like, oh. He thought he was about to get his ass wet. No, he, he was. was. Yeah, he's crawfishing. He was fixing He's crawfishing big time. But we both had shotguns, so I don't know how that would have gone. Any. I thought about that. I had plenty of time to think while he was walking towards me. Yeah. Kind of get my thoughts straight. So I said, man, I said, man, just sit down, dude. Like, let's just chill and see if he shoots this bird. Man, my wife left me. And I, oh, and he, no. I could smell liquor on oh, him while man, he was poor sitting guy, beside dude, me. Going through it. And, going through and finally, it. I was just like, dude, just, it's all good, man. Don't, it's, don't worry about it, you know. And I never, we never saw that guy again either. No. I guess, but where was that? West Tennessee. West Tennessee. Yeah. I, I ended up having getting a shot. I hunted that turkey all year long. Shot at it at fifty five yards, missed it. But that turkey taught me how to turkey hunt. Yeah, like for sure. that. That turkey taught me a lot about turkey hunting. We still ain't took you. Never killed a turkey. Oh, it's happening. It's happening, dude. I've I went. I've been on a bunch. I'll give you a perfect example. I, I'm I'm snake bit or something, dude. No, I went with we Duck. Got you, you just ain't been on right. I went with Duck <laughs> last year. Y'all know Duck, right? Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's a great, great turkey. And he was like, dude, I'm already tagged out. He was like, come with me. I got a bird that flies down to the same spot every single morning. And dude, he did have a bunch of birds last year, by the way. He right there, out there, videos. close to his house. Oh yeah, dude. We sit down at daylight, ninety yards, and he's working him, and he's working him. And then he just spooks, and he's the other, and that's every turkey. And we we're behind a tree, like there is no way that he saw. I just huh. it, every turkey hunt I've ever been on, we have been working a bird, and they spook, and that's and then we go walking around looking for other birds, and that's it. And then I'm like, <laughs> this sucks, dude. I've I'm never, I've never, curse. I've never been on a good turkey. I've never killed a turkey in my life. And I didn't break. grow up doing it, so dude, I, just, yeah. I don't know anything about it. Give us, give us. Give us two or three days in the spring. Just let's just go ahead. And, it, let's man. mark it off. Give us two or three days, and we can put you on. We can put you on a. I don't want to say too much because like turkey hunting is just like deer hunting, man. You can't you can't make the bird fly down in front of you. You can't make the bird come. A lot into of things you, have but, to go right. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah turkey hunts hard. Like, they have to line up. I've heard that it's this. It there. I mean, it's that full spectrum of hunts. Like you can sneak on a bird. You can be there at daylight and it flies and lands Still 20, 20 yeah, yards absolutely. in front of you. Yeah, there's just everything in between. But it, it's a lot like. As you hunt more and more and more, you start realizing that if you if you hit it right, you can that's the you don't have to go all the time. You can just hit it, 
in the right in your it's like hunting a good buck right totally it's like yeah. your odds are way better if you hit and, and and a lot of that has to do with how much foliage is on trees mm -hmm. what what the temperature's doing yeah. um if the sun's coming the up sun's and getting the, the water yeah. the the dew, dew off the grass dew, like i mean it's a stuff, lot yeah. of it, it's basically just like kind of becoming a woodsman you kind of start to not to say that we know everything we well, definitely you, the more time not. you spend out there the more exactly i mean it sounds hippy dippy but the more in touch with it you get the it's more 10, you just hour rule, you yeah, know and it's I mean? more it's more interactive than deer hunting it really is because like you're literally communicating with an animal trying to make that animal think you are another and the animal are actually yeah. reversed what actually happens is a bird gobbles and the hens go to him I mean, what you're trying to do is yeah it Manipulate Mother whole, Nature a little bit. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Dude, I got a question. Go. Why do deer rut in the true sense of the word better in certain places and don't in other places? Do you think that it's because of whenever they brought all these deer down from mm -hmm. all these different places right. that it's in their DNA? Because not even I know the the story is the the question as old as time is why is these deer rutting in two counties over they don't rut for two months later? Mm -hmm. and, but why? I hunted. I went on a hunt in Illinois last year. A buddy of mine who let us drive up. Me and Hunter drove up to his farm and hunted an afternoon and a morning and came back. And that more that morning, I think we know that farm by the way. How do y'all know that spot, dude? We dude, I know everything. What the hell? Dude. I know dude. everything. Dude. We're if, watching if, you, bro. If, if, if it involves deer within two hundred fifty miles of this spot, we know. About I it. said Illinois, dog. Okay. You said I think I know that spot, and then you named the town. <laughs> Which is like a thousand people in the town. Look at him. God, him out. A bunch of great stories. Ridiculous, dude. <laughs> okay, well then you'll but you'll at least know what I'm talking about. I go down we'll there. We'll know exactly what you're talking about. I already know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, you probably hunted the same damn stand, dude. <laughs> Millennium soft side and I probably killed that eight point the week before you got there. Side. And a funnel, dude, right next to the levee. Jesus yeah, a little Christ. food transition. <laughs> you're like, All yeah, right, they go, cross go. in front and sometimes in yeah. the back. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, dude. God. Um Buddy. But why, like, I sat, the one morning I sat was the most eventful yeah. rut experience I've ever had in my life. I didn't, I didn't see a stud, but I saw a bunch of like hundred inch deer running around and grunting. Yeah. And I truly have never seen that in Mississippi. And I rarely have seen it here. I've seen it more here, but why do those deer rut like Hollywood rut? You know what I mean? Like, totally. like as opposed to in Mississippi where they just, you don't, dude, I've never, I've never grunted up a, like a stud in Mississippi. I've never seen a, a, a deer like mount a doe. I've never seen bucks fight. I know they do. I've, you rarely see one come out and work a scrape. Like it's just a weird. No, you're not, you're not incorrect. They, the rut is so stale and just different down there. Why, why do you think that is? You I think take, it's deer I, behavior. I think I'll take it. I'll take it first yeah. and then you can add on to it. I, I think it's, I think it's a, a number of things. I don't think there's like one necessarily. Here's the answer to that. One thing that we've been talking about is we've got a buddy, you know, Singleton. His yeah. farm, his farm is the first one in Tennessee to rut Bro, every. I'm telling year. you, because we it, 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 do it like first week. Of, it's Halloween. Okay, every yeah. year. Hang on now. We have a group text, and it's like it, it's just the Deer Boys text, and it's like Luke, Jonathan, Randy. So what? It, but the, what? It, what it unintentionally did was go, go south. north to south. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Okay. So you got Jonathan, Luke. Randy and then y'all and then we're way down here. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so everybody's posting their stuff and like, and I think Ray's in there and maybe some, I can't remember who all was in there. But Jamie's but in Mississippi. Jamie's in Mississippi. So I mean, he right? doesn't. Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so his stuff doesn't even come in. Like well, that's me. Yeah. So while we're talking about rut stuff, 
Bro, he, stuff. Easy. He don't even like. He don't even have a hashtag. He, he don't even start until Christmas. It seems like. So if if the weather's right, if, if there's not a snap, but here's January third or fourth, that's they don't kick into the end. I think that's what Reed's getting. But here's at, the reason that I believe that 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 is a possibility, or that's what's going on, is because I feel like where we live in Tennessee, northern Mississippi, we have a we're getting a hodgepodge of of deer. I think we're getting. The northern strain, like a melting pot. We're getting the yeah. southern strain. We're getting the Midwest strain, and these deer work their way into this area and have over the however many years. And and you're seeing some of that. You're seeing some of the Midwest rut. You're seeing some of the southern rut. You're seeing some of the northern rut in different areas of the like of that from November, late October to early January, man. Because there's different strains of deer that are in. In this area, if yeah. that makes sense. Two, I believe. One more thing. Two, I believe. You know how when you're hunting Illinois, it's mainly it's mainly ag, and they've mm-hmm. got finger pockets of timber. Yeah, that concentrates the deer. That, a that whole makes a lot. lot of sense. So you you see you you you're forced Literally to see it see. more. You're forced to to because you can't hunt because Mississippi's of a, a jungle, bro. bro you ain't seen it's all bedding. It's a hardwood jungle. It's all bedding. Same and, same where we hunt in southern in southern Tennessee, western Tennessee. It is everything is bedding. You're hunting a sliver of food plot. And then, and then you're hunting hardwoods, thousands of acres of it, which these deer in the Midwest are concentrated to these fingers of visible. timber, and and out there is just there's the the I mean the quantity of deer is more I believe yeah I, I just believe there's more well you're 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 seeing more because you're in that you got to I get don't there, believe there are there more deer. I think there are more deer in Mississippi but you just they're so thick you just can't see them yeah I mean you if you go out west again this is I feel like I'm like a granddaddy hunter over here but when you even when you go out west and you hunt mule deer during the rut you see you can see the rut happen right you can see does kind of starting to come in you can see bucks tickling which is like you know just kind of putting their horns tickling, mm-hmm. tickling each other tickle 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 hardy <laughs> stop so i mean part, i should explain that tickling. all right tickling the horns man come on so <laughs> my point is that when you're okay Prime example, once again, is my spot, right? This is the because I live on it, I can literally gauge what's happening out my back window. Right, in real time. In real time. Yeah. So that's different from having a lease somewhere where you just kind of bump down there every two weeks or every three weeks. You can't, you just literally can't that's true. see it. I, if you're not in there every day. Prime example is the deer I shot, right? I started seeing deer tickling horns two weeks. <laughs> but here's here, this is the ironic thing. When I started seeing deer bumping a little bit, Jonathan's had already seen a deer that, bound. Yeah. So like, and knowing over the years that ours is coming right two weeks behind what his do, I was like, okay, I need I'll, to let be a, in the woods. I'll let a cold front go through. Yeah. And the second cold front lined up perfect with the two week window. Mm-hmm. I saw you the night before and I was like, I'm going to shoot him morning. And he came out. And But, but all of that was a culmination of, Basically, just intel that I had from living on the literal yeah. property. So it, I think it is happening. I think there are. You are correct on that. A lot of the time, that doesn't happen in Mississippi until January because, man, deer don't like to move in hot weather, bro. They just. I'm not saying they won't. You can absolutely yeah. kill a deer, but that and I could go on about this forever. But don't. A lot of the moon phase. The moon phase. Then, if you have a bright 
spotlight moon, a lot of that's going on at night, night too. Yeah, and there's scientific stuff that's probably way more accurate than what we're saying. Oh, yeah, like we're the photosynthesis and the way the sun, how much sunlight's getting into. Absolutely. The, I mean, that's we're all. That's from all an yeah, that's all scientific that's it. stuff. Um, it's just a, it was it's just seemed like a behavior thing for me, but I think the biggest one is is that it's there's there's so much untouched, especially where I hunt swamp and just Dude, thick stuff that so you, much area you don't get to that you just don't see your your margin of seeing it actually go down is so much slim yeah. unless you're covered up with deer and we're just not like covered up or with you deer. live on it yeah and a lot of that yeah. activity is going on at night anyway yeah like they're they're rutting through the night and and again it goes to another point is what it goes to what we we're saying earlier is you got to be there when the hot does there if if you're there and that hot does around if, if, the, hot does on the, if the hot does on the next ridge that guy's having the hunt of a lifetime right when you're being like there ain't no deer with the miles mm -hmm. within my state. i played four thousand dollars worth of corn in yeah, this yeah, yeah 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. You ever get that feeling you're stuck inside staring at screens and a primal urge kicks in? You crave wide open spaces, fresh air, the chance to connect with the land? Well, maybe it's time to find your own piece of the wild, but searching for property can be a maze. That's where land.com comes in. They got millions of listings across the country, from mountain ranches to hidden fishing holes. Their search tools are like a seasoned guide helping you narrow down what you want. Land.com isn't just about buying and selling. It's about finding a place to hunt, fish, explore, or simply sit by a campfire and listen to the crickets. So head over to land.com today to turn one day into today because trust me there's nothing quite like the feeling of standing on your own piece of earth market house has the cleanest leanest juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier yeah and market house provides everything from grass-fed beef to free-range chicken mm. grass-fed lamb and even wild-caught king crab and seafood Market House keeps small farm values, trusted sources, and clean mouth-watering food for your family. And like I said, Market House ships all orders overnight. Order today, enjoy tomorrow. And you can even keep the camo on for dinner, even if the filet mignon is on the table. With Market House, it doesn't matter because the cuts and catches come straight to your door. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. And everybody knows how hard it is these days to find high-quality, sustainably sourced meat and seafood at their local grocery store. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. 
For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. All right, we got to talk about music. All right, James. <laughs> All right, yeah, we could do this. We'll have to have you back on. Oh, um, <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> It's fun, God, though. Dude, I could sit here for five more hours and do it, dude. <laughs> no, we get there. Yeah. Especially just it being right right yeah. in the prime right now. <laughs> I know, I'm just it, like, is. it is in the prime. Let's get into your record, man. You, yeah. You put out The Mockingbird and the Crow. Yeah. Which in itself is, is such a cool way to go about a record and doing it, especially coming from your background, half country, half rock. Let us into your- Hard rock, hardy, dude. Let we'll us into your saying, let dude. us into your brain on that project a little bit, man. Like where where that kind of that idea came from, what's what spawned it, if it you know it, your past and and how you were raised and what where that yeah rock influence comes from, where the country influence comes from. Give give us a little insight into that, dude. Well, to speak to that that last part, I, I grew up. My dad put rock and roll on me at like the as young as I can remember. I mean, truly, like my one of my first memories ever was my dad. He had a cassette tape and he said uh he put it in he was like check this out this is a band called pearl jam and your I, dad was repping pearl Jam. yeah i mean dude i was young but yeah, i remember you are this younger. it was like 1994 yeah and uh i think yeah i mean i was like four years old but i remember this and he put it in it was like something from a movie and alive was the first song that played on it dude and i just i remember being like that is badass like it i love it and so i loved rock and roll growing up and i i like i had like an obsession with rock and roll it was the 10 the 10 where they were slapping yeah, high yeah, five yeah. on the front of the thing yep. man yeah that um, was a great record dude so i dude when i was like nine ten years old i was like the mtv era like i was i discovered you know just through that like Lincoln Park and yeah, and dude Nickelback unapologetically Nickelback dude yeah, and Creed right. and all that stuff and I was I was obsessed with it and I actually I didn't listen to country growing up until like Paisley came along and like Eric Church like early Eric mm-hmm. Church mm-hmm. and like even Darius like really those like really Paisley and Eric Church because I really liked Paisley's songwriting and I just Eric Church was the first guy in a very long time that was like appealed to good old boy the tough guy good old boy yeah yeah yeah. and so but but growing up i listened to um i i only listened to rock and a little bit hip-hop and all that stuff too but Mm -hmm. i I didn't listen to a lot of country um but i grew up country you know what i mean you like probably you know i grew up small town just like y'all you're literally just saying exactly what we yeah yeah i mean the same thing so after my last record a rock came out like right after a rock I wrote Red, mm-hmm. and that was a country song. And then, like the same week, almost maybe the day after, I wrote Jack, and they were so completely different. Right. And but I had them both on hold, and then you know yeah, I loved just them put bo- them in the loved, pile. Them, loved them both. Yeah, equally. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it dude, I, I wrote a rock song, and then I'd write a country song, and it just it. I looked down, and I had like five and five. Then you get like the you know management and like my producer and stuff, and I was like, man, we should do like a half and half. So, dude, I finished the whole record and didn't had not written Mockingbird and the Crow yet. Wow. That was the last song I wrote for the record. Really? And How cool is that? I, dude, so I was, I was r- riding down the river one day, and, and y'all, I know y'all being country people have seen this a thousand times, but there was a crow flying over the river, and there was a mockingbird on its ass, just like, yeah, you, and you see that all the all time. time yeah. And I wrote, I, for some reason, I just, I wrote that down, like the mockingbird and the crow, and, and 
I just wrote it down in my phone, and then I was out on the road uh, on tour, and I had Jordan Schmidt and Brett Tyler out with me, and I was playing them some of the rock stuff on that was going to be on the record. And they were like, we got to write a rock song. I was like, I'm done. The record's done. And we went to bed, and I woke up the next day, and Jordan had and Brett had gotten up like two hours early. They got me, dude. They, they played. You, you yeah. weren't done. You weren't done. And they, they were like, we built – we." Jordan built this track up today and I was like I I don't I, I don't need to write anything else like I think the record's done and then I look I literally opened up my idea of my ideas and the mockingbird and the crow was like the last thing that I'd written down and I was like I actually think I have the perfect song to go right in the middle of this record so did so, that was the track the track the track was the rock side oh wow and so we wrote the crow first and so I explained the idea to him and, and it was all like happening in real time. I was like, damn, this yeah. would perfectly encapsulate the record yeah, and yeah. you know the country and all that. And so we wrote The Crow first and then we wrote The Mockingbird and we just, Jordan put them together and, and wow, then that, that like man. capped off the record. Dang, that's cool. So it was cool. the last song to make the record. That's, that's so a cherry on top, man. on accident. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's Dude, sick. my jam is radio song. I text you about this, <laughs> yeah, man. Dude. I I can't, I can't cut, I can't quit that song, dude. For, I, I just, just the, the polar opposite and the way yeah. that it but it's still mega melodic <laughs> like even your rock stuff is mega melodic like listening you know what i'm trying to say that makes sense yeah sure it's it's it, it, it it's not it's not so rock that it's like okay he's just doing this to be different it it, it, it still has like a yeah it smooth has a country commercial under, country yeah shine sure. to it yeah, yeah, yeah i mean because that's i you know, found that like that's how all of us, but that's how I learned to write songs. And like, it's just fun. I, I, I work a lot with David Garcia and like digging into the rock and roll parts and stuff and making the music sonically very rock and roll. Yep. But I don't know how to write that, you know, type of lyric. So it's still over a shiny country lyric totally. melody. And, and it's going to always be like that, you know? Yeah. Which turned out to be a great representation of, of you, man, and, mm -hmm. and, and your work and, and, and how you do things and, and kind of the lifestyle. Yeah, you're shining, you, you don't make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. <laughs> I, I do think, like, everybody has, you know, their, like, I hope that I still get to put out tons of records after this, but that's that's going to always be the one that if, if people, I, I hope, you know, mm -hmm. that if people have never heard of me and somebody has to be like, go listen to this and it will perfectly explain you know who he is because i it really is it, it it i think that i will forever change but that right re this record it will be the one that like will it will always define who i am or like just as an artist do you feel um i, I was out on the road with luke this past year and honestly it was it was mega hard it was hard for me man and it was hard for me because i love i'm a home guy like, are you a home guy or do you enjoy the road? I'm a home guy. You're a home guy? Yeah. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, actually, you know 10 times more than what I'm talking about. I only did it for one year. Dude, it, it is, it's been a very, uh, very taxing on me. And, and I haven't like spoken to it a lot. And I, this is kind of getting into what I went through a couple months ago. Sure. No, dude. Hey, look. And you speak about what you want to do and don't speak about what you, yeah. what you don't no, want No, no, to. no, no. I, I just... I had a uh, a couple months ago. That kind of felt like baiting, and I didn't mean to. No, bait you into I that. do. Trust me, this is. I'm completely okay with talking about all this. A couple months ago, it was coming up on the the um, one year anniversary of the bus wreck, and 
it, I had had, I had just gotten like through like the summer grind or whatever. And I'd taken a break from drinking, which was, I think had a lot to do with it. Cause it, I wasn't necessarily what you'd say, like medicating. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I didn't no. really know that I was even doing that, but I'd taken a couple months off and then dude, out of nowhere, twice in one week, I had like, I had a panic attack for the first time and I, I, I didn't, it wasn't induced by anything really. I just had one and one was on the golf course and one was like golf night, course. Yeah. I dude, I, I like was Terrifying, walking man. off the tee box and I just had this like, I, it felt like somebody just like punched me right in the chest. Yeah. Just, I was fine. And then I immediately thought that I was having a heart attack. Yeah. And I, and I, I didn't know. I, I mean, I thought I just, it felt real. And like my heart was, my heart sure, rate man. went through the roof and it was like palpitating and I kept losing my breath. And uh, I, I've learned that it was a panic attack. But anyway, and then I had another one um, like a week later. And that's the only two that I've had. But I but I credited a lot of that to the wreck and, and the trauma that came from that and everything around all that and like not um, processing it the right way. Sure. And because the wreck happened, and then by the time I got to where I could like move around and like all my injuries and stuff got better. I mean, like three weeks later after the wreck, I got married. Yeah. And then the week after that was CMA week. Jeez, and then we drove, stuff going on. we went from the CMA awards to the airport, flew to Thailand for our honeymoon, got back. It was the holidays. And then after that, I went back on the road. So yeah, I man. never no really break. like had time, time to yeah. process all that. So I think a lot of it was that. But I also, I went to um, Onsite, which I'm sure you guys have probably heard of, mm -hmm. yep. and it was amazing. And I did a three-day intensive like trauma therapy thing where I was 18 hours of therapy in, over the course of three days. And uh, Is this right after the record, or is this recently? Is this the, the canceling of the shows thing? This was right after the um, canceling the shows. Okay, gotcha. This was why I canceled the shows. Yeah. I haven't been very, I haven't, but I'm, you know, I haven't told a lot of people, but I just yeah. haven't had a platform to really tell totally. people. And I'm not the kind of guy to video myself and talk about the whole sure, thing. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> so uh, anyway, and I, I, I got in there and I started talking about it and I, and I, I, I just through talking about stuff, I was like, and you know, I don't, I don't love being on the road all year and playing 80, 90 shows a year. And I kind of, that, that ball started rolling and I started talking about it and, and about how much it's affected me and my my mental health. Mm -hmm. And and everybody is different. Because you know guys that are like road dogs and sure, they sure. love it. Yeah, yeah. Born for it. I just, I, I, I got into this artist thing so reluctantly or just so like through a back door. I didn't move here with stars in my eyes. No, I remember you talking, yeah. And so it it's, and then once I started, it was like I couldn't stop because I was having success and like, it just I strike while the iron's hot. I kept yep. saying that, you know what I mean? Dude. And it finally, dude, I just got burnt. And so um I'm I'm still gonna play shows, but I'm I'm just not gonna play as many in the future. And it's gonna be a little more systematic, I guess is what you call it. But um yeah, so to answer your question, I'm a I'm a home guy and I've learned that I'm always gonna play shows and I love playing shows, but it, it got to a point where it was too much for me. Sure. And I think that that was just as much a cause of my uh, anxiety Bro, as the, the the trauma from the listen, bus Listen, man, good for you for figuring out your journey and 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 recognizing, you know, as a grown man with a family now. Well, not family, but you're yeah, you got, family. You yeah. know, you're married, yeah. and 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 good for you for recognizing what it makes your heart beat. You know what I mean? And 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 what the priority is, and not that the music. We obviously know you love music. We obviously know you love playing. 
but it's good to to come into your <laughs> i mean honestly adulthood i mean yeah to me I didn't start really becoming a, a grown-ass man until I hit about 30. Mm -hmm. And because music is so young, right, and you have to – and you, when you're pouring yourself into this thing, whether it's writer, artist, or whatever, you just don't have much time to grow up. Yeah. And so when you start coming into that later and you're doing it in front of millions of people, it's like I can't imagine – I say this all the time about being out with Luke – that – like the super nice hotels are just as lonely as the rough ones, dude. Hundred percent, maybe even lonelier. Yeah. And man, I'm I'm watching my kids grow up through Facetime, and 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 then look, man, it was fun being out with Luke, and I get that there's a lot of pros to it, but man, you are responsible for your own mental health, and coming from where we're from, that doesn't get talked about. Nope. Well, and, you don't know what it is, and you're a you're yeah. if you try to try to do something about yeah. it, you and that's wrong. Man. Yeah, that's you, don't, you don't understand anxiety until you deal with it, and then and get put in a position where it backs you into a corner to where you don't know what you the hell deal, is happening. You have to deal with it. And yeah. then and then somebody tells you, oh, you, well, you're dealing with anxiety. You're 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 having an anxiety attack or, or a panic attack or depression or, or whatever it is. But dude, I. I, I applaud you and commend yeah. you for because it, it happened to me too, man. I, right before I got married, my dad was in the hospital. We were just or no, no we were married, but we were going to have a baby. I I thought I was dying in in, in thirty a. I mean, like like yeah, we for were three at hours at the beach house, and this kid's going. <gasps> I mean, it was but, serious. But the, <laughs> but good on you for recognizing what is happening and being being open and and a man enough to talk about it and deal with yeah. it yeah, because that you. that is the steps to beating it well yeah, not only like, that but it also helps other people who are dealing with dude, it. that's sure. the biggest thing is uh i was gonna ask you that what do you feel like if someone is like you've been you are going through this right now you're processing and going through this if somebody's dealing with the same kind of anxiety and trying to process either some uh, an event that happened or maybe just a, a spot in life that they're in. What, what are what are some key things you think you could advise as helping get through that stuff? Get get help. Like my go to a therapist before you go to a doctor. Really, I think so because huh. the goal is to not get rid of it. Because the the honest truth is, yeah, few people completely overcome it. Wow, you need to recognize that you have it. And you need to make it not as big of a deal hmm. uh, than you think it is. Hmm. Because anxiety, what I've learned, is an emotion. Just like happiness, jealousy, anger, uh, gratefulness. It's just an emotion. And just like every emotion, it passes. Hmm. And if you, if you can speak for the anxiety instead of from the anxiety, like... Great point. Yeah. If you that. can recognize it from almost like outside looking in as opposed to embodying it and saying like i'm an i'm an instead of saying i'm an anxious person to say like i have anxiety is a big difference and if you can realize it and treat it like a friend and treat it like a passing wow. thing um it he's helps preaching dude he's preaching right now <laughs> i like that sure, dude. you have to serious. tell yourself that it's it's gonna it's good because i've had it bad since i've gotten help but the thing is the two Bad, like really bad panic attacks that I had that week, I didn't know how to handle it. Of course. So it spiraled out of control. Sure. Yeah. Now when I feel it happening, I can just take a second and say it's going to pass. And there's so much to saying it's going to pass. It does so much for you. Like by the time you, you're you at the end of that thought process, it's already gone. It's hard to explain. It's dissipating. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you have to acknowledge it. You cannot fight it because it's impossible to fight it 
uh, or it's only going to get worse. So you just have to, you got to roll with it, dude. I yep. didn't know how, after I, I, after I had my, my big one, my episode, I, I thought I was crazy, bro. I thought, I literally asked Jordan, Jordan was sitting with me the whole time and I was like, am I like, is this like straight jacket stuff? Like, am I going to get, seriously, I thought I was. I, I, did, I, was going, I did too, especially the second time. And, and, and but, but after talking about it and talking to her about it and, and telling Dan and, Dan was literally going through the same thing I was going. He was just dealing with it way better than I was. <laughs> but but talking to people about it, it is a way more occurring thing for people than you than you think it is. So it is not a people. personal. It is personal, but but you're not alone in it, man. Nope. And I just think, you know, the more people are open about it, the more more people are going to be open about it. And uh, we're just we're in a time and a season in, in the world where there's a lot. A lot of people have an anxiety for a lot of different reasons. You're right. Yeah, and I just think the more you have a community, because you can't go through it alone. That's and it doesn't the make you thing. weak. It's not a signal of a weakness. No, I don't think. And so. that's the at misconception all. I feel like at all. You know, people are nervous about oh, to talk about it, but that's a stigma, dude. That's a agree. that's a sure. that's completely. It's not real. I mean, it. You can't help it, dude. When I had it on that golf course. I was not worried about anything. I was not thinking about it. maybe that's of wild. course subconsciously yeah. it just, it just on you. happened. Yeah. And so that's enough to be like I mean it, dude it just it just happens to people. People and I've had so many people come out of the woodwork that I've known for years to be mm -hmm. like hey you're not alone. I've actually struggled with this sure. for a long time. Yeah, I man, that's a life-changing occurrence. Yeah. That's a lot that that after that you view things a little different, man. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for I, talking about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, for, I didn't mean for, to drag you through it, but that no, that's, that's okay, a strong, dude. I'm, that's a strong word. But for, good on you. Good on you for you all that, man. I'm proud. proud thank of you. you. Honestly, man, thanks. Thanks for coming by, dude. I, mean, I got a, a couple blast. more things. Got I got a couple more things. Oh, okay. um, still, as a as a songwriter, I, we, this is this is a question that we. Bro, he's got eight, five minutes. We you're good. It. You're good. What is what's the best country song written that that you think there is of all time? Of all time. Oh God, had to put it on you. Um, do you have oh, a favorite? No, dude, this is so hard. Um, because you're so you're a songwriter, you're a, you're a lyricist. I mean, everybody wants to say he stopped loving her today. Uh, I don't. Th I mean, I think so. He stopped oh loving her today, dude. That is. You can go with that one. You can go with that. Sorry to drop that bomb on you. That's that. That's I think one of them. This is a very unpopular one, but I think in the let's if we pegged it to the last twenty five years, I, dude, I think that humble and kind is one of the greatest. Yeah, man. Shout out, Lord songs yeah. of all time. Yeah, man. I swear. I know that's a very unpopular answer. I like, but it. dude, nah, I, that's nice. That's a good one. That's dude, a good answer. I just there's something about that song that encompasses so much to me, and I don't even have kids yet. But greatest of all time, always sure on my you mind. Won't. Maybe, uh, yeah, dude, those are all great. I just had to, I, add, I just had to ask you because he stopped loving a, her today is probably number one though. That's I'll, I'll, let's stick with Home and Kind. That'll be we're gonna make a playlist, so that'll be good. Cool. Okay, yeah, all be, right. we, of, of all the people we have. We, okay, cool. So I like that. I like your entry being Home and Kind. All right, cool. I also got to drop this bomb on you. I'm sure that was important. That thing you had to say, but it's that part of the show for the one that got, got away. Ooh. All right, so we do this thing called the one that got away segment of the show didn't know it was coming it we could have be prepped you, sorry. it could be a fish it could be a cut a song you know getting cut and not making the record it could be a deer that you shot and got up and walked away because you actually shot him in the horn uh <laughs> what what comes to mind when when we say hey man hardy what's uh what's the one that got away for you 
I think uh, mine's mine's a deer. I have uh, it's a deer story. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. My dad and I were were uh, you can hunt over corn in Mississippi, and let's just say some time ago, maybe before. I don't know if it was legal oh, at this here point. Here we or go not, again with the legal. We had we had we had cut over uh, we had cut over these the pines that were behind our pond and it had grown up thick, but but not thick enough where you couldn't see a deer walking through it. And we were filling up our feeders one time. We all we would always take a gun, always take a gun mm -hmm. when we were filling up feeders, because you never know. Sure. And we made a loop around this cutover and got back up to the shed and we were getting ready to load up our or park the Kubota, whatever we had at the time, and we looked at the cutover we just drove around and there was the widest most giant buck at probably a hundred yards Ooh. that i have ever seen in my life that's when you see him too yeah, yeah and, and me and my dad we 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 didn't spook him but we we, we got him up you know what i mean mm -hmm. and we sat there without a gun and we just watched this deer just ease through this we didn't even have a gun in the truck dude oh. we didn't even have one in the deer camp man and me and my dad just sat there and watched this buck slow walk through a he didn't Son. spook. No, just a 10-acre cutover, Son. just slow. And it was at 100, 150 yards, and he was it was everything. He had probably had a – I swear to God, he had like 28 inside. He was a <laughs> giant, <laughs> giant deer, and we just watched him. Did you ever see him again? Never. Never on a camera. Never. Nobody ever killed him. They're ghosts, dude. Biggest deer, biggest deer we've ever had, kind of the same thing on our property in, in uh, West Tennessee, is we got a picture of – I mean, dude, he was – he had to be 180, 190. Yeah, he's 180. Giant. Oh my God. You get one picture. We never saw him on the hoof. Middle but, of the night. Yeah. Never got another Dude, picture. I know a, a guy that killed a buck, uh, and this ain't even that outlandish. Uh, <laughs> he's checking to see if he's got dude, time to tell I just want to stay and talk about deer. <laughs> um, but I know a guy that killed a buck in Mississippi, uh, or know about a guy that killed a buck. Um, it was like seven or 17 miles from where a guy was a guy was hunting him and he killed him that far away i think it was i think it was only seven but uh, that's still a, i mean that's a hard i just think dude. about like I, my giant that i'm hunting is at our deer camp mm -hmm. and our other 300 acre property the, 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 the this buck is only on 60 acres we only hunt 60 that's always the case though right like you yeah, have some sure giant on, true and then we don't have anything on the really good property yeah. <laughs> same and, same with us yeah but that's that is seven miles that would be like if i was hunting a stand at the other place, which seems like so far away. Yeah, man. And I would kill, and I would see my buck from the other spot walking Bizarre, out. Bizarre, man. It happens. You know the you know the Huff buck that that uh the the kid the songwriter from Nashville. Oh yeah, kill? yeah, yeah, yeah. That, they had a deer. They they had pictures of that deer eight miles from where uh Dustin, Dustin shot him. You, and it's just, on it your mind, just, dog. It just goes to show the <laughs> hey, deer, deer in the rut, Unde man. Undefeated, yeah, dude. That's, that's damn sure. Undefeated. Hey, man, I know we went over. Uh, we're just we're just going to keep it extended this time. Yeah, dude, we got to do it again at some point. I do. I love we, you, we could sit here and talk forever. Man. Hey, you, thanks for being open. Thanks for being yeah, humble. Man. Thanks Absolutely. for being humble and kind. Hard. No, yeah. Thanks for being humble and kind. Hey, thank you all for hanging out with us today in God's country, and we'll see you next time. Yep. Outdoor adventures won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Yeah, and it's easy to use, too. You just simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and fishermen rely on Seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should all season long. So pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home 
overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY.